Chad and Zay. All right, let's go hour number three on a Wednesday. Longhorns will find out their opponent in the Big 12 tournament tonight because Bedlam hits in the 8.30 slot or just about there on ESPNU. And then Texas gets the winner tomorrow at 6 o'clock in the quarterfinal round of the Big 12 tournament. I'm Chad Hastings. Isaiah Collier alongside. Zay picks out a beat for us to start every third hour. What do you got, Zay? Underground Kings. Three in the morning. Mm, okay. Bun B, Pimp C, you know how we do. Underground Kings. Okay. So this is UGK. Wow, you put that together fast. I'm just making sure. <laughs> you said Bun B and Pimp C. I'm like, wait, that's UGK. <laughs> yes, that, that's what Underground Under- Kings stands for. Okay, so yeah. UGK is Underground Kings. Correct. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do they have any, any colored cassettes that they... Pass out? They might. No? Yeah, they might. They, yeah, they might. All right. Uh, so a little UGK beat to get us started this hour. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline and uh, have the weekly conversation with the one and only Chip Brown. Check out Horns247.com, the flagship podcast, that morning brew article, Longhorn Spring Practice is underway, and they've got you covered. Chip, how are you? What's going on, fellas? What's up, oh, Chip? man, there's a lot going on. Chip, I got to tell you. There are a few people, and you know, there are a few people that I'm familiar with, that I am uh, feel like I'm friends with in the business, that are in the media group that deals with Texas football and Steve Sarkeesian. For some reason, when I heard Steve Sarkeesian start talking about Xavier Worthy's hand, I just immediately thought of you. I thought of, what is Chip Brown thinking right now as he is adding this on to the injury report for no apparent reason? Take me through your thought process there as he starts to deliver that. Yeah, I mean, I think he's providing cover, you know, for Worthy. Uh, didn't have the year that, that he expected, that the fans expected. Um, he had kind of come under some... You know, fire, obviously, for not tracking the ball uh, as well or aggressively as he had as a freshman. And then the two big drops in the Alamo Bowl. Um, You know, I think in doing that, Sarkeesian said, you know, I'm I'm expecting a completely different Xavier Worthy now that he's healthy. And so, you know, Sarkeesian raised the expectations, um, you know, for, for Worthy to have a bigger and better year in, in 2023. And, and so, okay, let's, let's see it. Uh, yeah. Cause it was, it, it was, uh, huh? Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, Kelvin Banks played with, with a broken bone in his hand. Um, didn't, didn't miss a game. Sark hasn't said anything about him, but, you know, I also think Sark, you know, really, really, um, you know, he likes and, and appreciates the way Worthy goes about his business in terms of his practice preparation. You know, first one to practice, last one to leave. He knows the offense inside and out, and he wants to win. I mean, he definitely wants to win. And, you know, he, he showed some immaturity last year by, you know, showing frustration when Ewers couldn't connect with him. But, you know, Sark's had some interesting you know, takes on injuries because Ewers in that Oklahoma State game when he was 19 of 49 had slammed, you know, a finger in a, in a 
car door earlier that week on his throwing hand, and it was obviously affecting him along with a 20-mile-an-hour wind. The year before, you know, Casey Thompson had that thumb injury that he suffered against OU. He ended up having surgery on that thumb at the end of the year. But, you know, Sark didn't talk about that when he decided to play both quarterbacks against Kansas in, the, in that game that, you know, Card struggled and Casey Thompson threw for five touchdowns, but Texas lost in overtime. So it's just, uh, it's just a different approach from a coach when it comes to, to injuries. And sometimes it doesn't always do the player, um, you know, justice when they're obviously struggling because of an injury. Yeah, good point. Chip, last week you talked to Gary Patterson and broke the story that he'll no longer be on this staff. And the one year he was here, you saw the big difference with the defense, whether, you know, it's just another year under Pete Kukowski's system or, you know, guys just coming into their own like a Jalen Ford. But what kind of vibe did you get from Coach Patterson last week? Did he look just comfortable leaving the game for a little bit? I know he mentioned him going on vacation with his wife and he hasn't had a break in such a long time. Just what was the vibe that you got from Coach Patterson last week? Yeah, I mean, I think he, he feels like he owes it to his family to, to take some time with them. He's got grandkids. He, he, he told me he rented a house in Austin that did not have a fenced-in yard for their dog, so that, that kind of kept his wife from coming down as much as, you know, maybe they had hoped. And, and so, you know, I think he, he needs to – make good um, after leaving TCU and going right into the Texas job. And he only knows one speed. I mean, he told me that there were weeks where he put in 105 hours just like when he was the head coach because wow. at the, as a head coach at TCU, he, he was always scouting the opposing team's offense, putting the game plan together. And that's what he did for Texas last year. I mean, he would you know, be putting that game plan together right up until kickoff on Saturdays and then hand it, you know, to the coaches after the game so that they would have it on Sundays to implement, you know, whatever they wanted uh, from it. And, um, and that's, you know, that's probably going to be the biggest uh, place where you miss Gary is, you know, he was doing a great job of opponent scout and helping to put game plans together. And we know um, that Gary, knows what he's doing on defense. Now, Pete Kwiatkowski does, Jeff Choate does, Bo Davis does, and, and Gary really, he said, I really vibed with PK and Jeff Choate. You know, those guys have done more with less, and I can identify with that, um, you know, in their previous stops at Boise and, and Washington. And, and, and he said, look, if I'm, if I'm getting the itch in August or I, I just can't sit still, I might see if Sark would have me back, and he said it twice. So, you know, who knows? Who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. Yeah, Chip, I noted that part. The two mentions of August were interesting. I always look at coaches in sort of either, you know, the extremes to me are, you know, Jimmy Johnson, who was able to go get on that fishing boat and chill out for a while, and then there's the Bear Bryant story where he just couldn't, he couldn't deal without it. So from being around Gary Patterson a little bit, do you, he's such an he's an intense guy. We, it feels like he just loves to coach. Do you think he'll be able to truly get away for, from it for at least a little bit? I at least for a little bit, but I'm I'm not 
I'm not ruling out a possible, you know, return in August. I mean, okay. I'll, I'll I'll wait that one out. I'm not gonna I'm yeah. not gonna take odds on that one. <laughs> it might have a little Tom Brady vibe to it, where he just can't stay gone. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think he loves being around it. Yeah, he definitely does. Yeah, one one hundred five hour weeks. Yikes! That's, that's crazy. That's as, insane. As, as an analyst, that's, that's awesome. That's insane. Oh my god! Yeah, awesome. and he said he said Sark didn't ask me to do that. That's just how I've always done it. So I just right. I just kept doing it the same way I've always done it. Man, man, yeah, only knows one way, but. Chip, let me ask you this, because national media, they already ate up Sark's words talking about Arch Manning and Quinn Ewers. People are already saying, oh, it's going to be the biggest quarterback, you know, battle that we've ever seen in college football history, which for Texas fans, we ain't really trying to hear that. We just want to win a Big 12 championship and then some. What did you take when Steve Sarkeesian talked about the QB battle? Yeah, I mean, I think think Sark's, saying that right now he he says that every spring you know every job is is open but we we know that it's it's Quinn's to to lose um you know Sark always talks about not liking having to play a first year quarterback and he had to do that with Quinn and the second year is typically when his quarterbacks take off and I think that Steve Sarkeesian's absolutely planning on that for, for Quinn Ewers. Um, if Arch Manning is suddenly competing for the starting job, then either Arch Manning is, you know, just this prodigy, uh, which he could be, or something's gone really wrong with Quinn Ewers. And that's not what, you know, that's not what's happening according to, you know, my sources within the team and, and around the program. They feel like Quinn Ewers really was accountable, understood last year how much he had to learn and is, is in that process right now and is, um, you know, really sharp and, and is ready to make that, that jump. So, you know, that's, that was some coach speak that absolutely, you know, people ran with. Which has never happened in spring football. No, that has never, (laughs) ever happened in in the spring. We are 38 days away from the Texas spring game. Not that we are counting. Texas spring football underway. Again, check out Horns247.com for all the very latest. Chip, as we mentioned, is in Kansas City getting ready for this Big 12 basketball tournament. Chip, certainly beating Kansas gets any team momentum. Beating them the way Texas did gets you even more. Talk about where you think this team is as they get ready for tomorrow obviously they find out the opponent tonight in that bedlam game but where do you think they are in terms of how they keep that momentum going is it a win and a fight is good enough for you do they need a couple wins in kansas city to keep it going uh where do you think they are right now i just want to see tyrese hunter keep playing on the level that he's been playing the last you know four games because he's really turned the corner he's you know, he's defending with confidence. He's shooting with confidence. He's, he's shooting, you know, nearly 50% from three the last four games. And he just looks like the player we saw the first eight games of the season and, and late last year for Iowa State when they made their run to the Sweet 16. The, the Big 12 tournament is not always the best indicator for you know, what a team's going to do in the NCAA tournament. I mean, Iowa State didn't 
didn't do much in this tournament last year, and then they go on to the Sweet 16. So um, I just want to see the team with energy and and being connected. You know, they need Dylan DeZue and Christian Bishop and Timmy Allen to have great energy like they had in the, in the Kansas game and like they had in the second half of the K-State game on the road that Texas won. If that level is good away from the Moody Center, then – I think Texas fans can feel good about, you know, the Longhorns moving into the NCAA tournament. They don't, they don't have to win the Big 12 tournament. They don't even have to make the final. But you just want to see that, that energy and, and Tyrese Hunter keep playing the way he's playing because he's, he's such a good defender. And he, for a lot of the year, was letting his offense affect his defense. And, and he's turned that around. Chip, there's reports going around that Chris Beard is the top candidate for the Ole Miss job, and we know the charges were dropped with him down here, but did you ever think that he'd bounce back on his feet so quickly, especially for an SEC team? I know they're not a blue blood, but it's still a power six school. Yeah, I mean, once those charges were dropped, and you know he's going to have to answer questions about that relationship, but I don't think that relationship is going to be a, a factor moving forward. And that's, that's going to give schools ease um, in, in their vetting of, of Chris Beard. And, um, you know, I was, I was told the tech chancellor told Beard three years ago that, you know, he might want to reconsider that relationship and, and Beard didn't, you know, he didn't let it go, and, and now I think he has, and I think that's going to give schools more comfort in considering him as a, a, a coach immediately following this, you know, this, this debacle um, in his personal life at Texas. And it's, you know, it's incredibly unfortunate because I was just talking to some Texas people here in Kansas City, and, you know, Beard was – so committed to building that relationship with the students and, you know, playing games at Gregory gym to reward the students and, and just build that relationship with the fan base. And, you know, you may or may not get that with, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, Rodney Terry or whoever, um, if they decide to move on to another coach, I mean, Beard was really committed. It was his alma mater. It's just incredibly unfortunate the way that played out. Yeah, no doubt. Chip, I want to make sure I'm uh, hearing you correctly. In terms of the relationship you were discussing, are you saying Chris Beard is no longer with that woman as far as what you're hearing? Or are you talking about well, a, a I, professional relationship? No, I'm talking about, I'm, I'm, from what I'm hearing, he's, you know, he's, he's a single man. So, okay. you know, yeah. we'll see. Well, that would certainly change the discussions with the folks in Oxford. That's a yeah. That would yeah. that would be uh, yeah. that would definitely be uh, be a little bit different. Uh, Chip Brown, Horns twenty four seven dot com in Kansas City, getting ready for this Big Twelve tournament. Chip, any thoughts on these two games tonight? Four teams trying to claw their way into the quarterfinals. Uh, one of them gets Kansas. One of them will get Texas. Uh, what do you think we're going to see tonight? Well, West Virginia has a lot to play for, and and I think you'll you'll see a great effort from them. I'll be surprised if you don't. Yep. Uh, and Oklahoma State, I mean, they are so good defensively. It's impressive that Texas, you know, was able to sweep them. And, of course, they got Oklahoma State early in the Big 12 Conference in Stillwater. Um, I, I think Texas is going to probably face Oklahoma State 
again. And I think it'll be it'll be a, a real challenge because Oklahoma State has that length that uh, that TCU has, and and that's been you know that's been tough. Now they they struggle to score, and if Texas is moving the ball well and and playing really connected, then you know Texas will will get by either Oklahoma or Oklahoma State. But I think Oklahoma State defensively is a is a team you got to watch. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Chip. So you're in Kansas City. They're known for their barbecue up there. You have a favorite barbecue spot, or what have you eaten thus far? We know Texans. They're probably thinking, man, that ain't no real barbecue up there. But <laughs> let us know how how's the food. Okay, so I am a I'm a broken record on this. So it's it's Jack Stacks barbecue, and it's the burnt the pork burnt ends. Mm, the oof. pork burnt ends. Right. Amazing, amazing. Oh. Like that's. That is my absolute go-to okay. uh, on the Kansas City barbecue scene. Pork burnt ends. That may be the three best words I've heard combined yeah, today. <laughs> I haven't heard three oh. words consecutively today, Chip, that are any better than that. Have you already had it, so or, are you, or are you going to have it? Going to have it. Going to have it. Going to have it. If you'd already had it, you'd have been asleep by the time Bob Huggins <laughs> sits on oh, that stool. That's what would have happened. I know. <laughs> I know. I can't wait. Can't you tell? Can you hear the saliva? I can, can hear you. <laughs> I can hear you starting to slobber uh, as you, as oh, yeah. you speak. Uh, Chip, take care. Yeah. my mouth. <laughs> take care of yourself. Uh, safe travels, and we'll talk to you next week, man. Thank you. All right, fellas. Thanks, Chip. Uh, that is good stuff. Jack Stacks. First off, that sounds like a place I want to go. Jack Stacks Barbecue, and then Pork Burnt Ends. Yeah, it sounds for real. Let's go. Let's go. I haven't done a lot of the Kansas City barbecue. I've never had it. I've never been. I've done the Carolina barbecue out there on the coast, but I've never really done the Can- – I've been to Kansas City, but now I, I think I've been there, like dri- driven through, and I got to go cover um, a, a Big 12 tournament or two, and I'm trying to think. I don't know that we had barbecue. Yeah, the closest thing that I'm doing right now, H-E-B has different barbecues. They have like a Texas-style, Memphis-style I think Carolina and I think Kansas City. I'm just going through all those oh, there you to go. see which one I like the best. A tour of barbecue sauces? A tour of barbecue sauces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that may Product be the, of H-E-B. That is the greatest thing I've ever heard. That's a commercial waiting to happen for H-E-B there uh, with all their barbecue sauces. That's awesome. All right. Uh, thanks to Chip for his time. Coming up, we'll get you why today matters. It's March 8th. It's International Women's Day. So Zay and I are going to tell you some of our favorites. We'll start with our Mount Rushmore's as of today. Our Mount Rushmore's of our favorite female badass athletes. And then we'll just keep talking about that on International Women's Day. That is coming up. If you have anything to throw in, the Specs text line is there for you. 337-3776. Why Today Matters coming right up on the horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, mercy. It's a good start to a song right there. Good start. All right, I know I heard Biggie. There we go. Little, uh, little notorious B.I.G. here. Yeah, Biggie, what crew did Biggie have with him? Ooh, this is a good this is a good question, and I don't know if I know the answer here. They be okay. What is Biggie's crew? Um, 
After my comments earlier, a guess would just sound stupid. So I'm going to tell you, I don't know. All right. Yeah. Junior Mafia. <laughs> okay. Junior Mafia. Lil' Kim was in Junior Mafia. That last rapper you just heard, Lil' C's, right-hand man. Okay. I feel like if you'd asked me what female rapper is associated with him, I would have been able to come up with Lil' Kim. Okay. I think I would have been able to come up with that. You should. I think so. Now, they didn't have a relationship, did they? Yeah, they did. They did, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So it wasn't just professional. It was both. It was both. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. And Biggie was wrong and kind of dropped Kim for Faith Evans. Oh. Yeah. I see. I see. And Kim did not like that. I can't imagine that she did. <laughs> she did not like it. Most women wouldn't. Lil' Kim specifically is not going I to. I think they got songs together, too. Lil' Kim and Faith Evans? I think so. Really? I, I think so. I'll... Diddy, you're a genius for doing that. I don't know how you got that together. You must have put the numbers down and say, you know how much payment we can make? Say, what's Y'all the, better do this. What's the track called? Battling for the biggie? <laughs> <laughs> what the heck are they going to sing about? That's my man. I will kill you. Yeah. I will take you out for him. Well, Faith Evans, too, though. Yeah. It's, uh... She has a hot, you know, biggie tattoo. On her bitty. Is that right? Hot stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Full commitment. Very. That's fully committed yeah. right there. Fully committed. Man, what's uh, that tattoo say, Faith? I can't read it yeah, right. What is that? What? I, wonder, I wonder if that's a painful area. Ladies, let us know if you have a tattoo in that area. What are the, is that painful, you think? Ooh. Or is that soft tissue enough that it doesn't hurt? I've heard that tattoos that involve like bone... If you're down on like a toe. Yeah, like wrists and all that stuff. Wrists, toes, ankles. I've heard all that is really painful, but I've never heard a woman comment on getting a tattoo in the breast area. Right. The chest, like the chest plate, I'm assuming up by your collarbone. I've always thought that would hurt, but I don't know. But if you're actually in more of that. Like Eve? Medi- there you go, right, because Eve's is kind of in the cleavage area. Yeah. How much pain are we talking about? I don't know. Let us know. But Eve's tough as hell, so it probably didn't face her nothing. No, Eve was punching people. She's part of the Rough Riders. If you're hanging out with DMX and the locks (laughs) on a day-to-day basis, you're a tough girl. Eve needed no alcohol or something to bite down on during the tattoo. She was fine. She was good. She's all right. All right, let's get into why today matters. We've already had people sending us a couple of Mount Rushmores of their favorite female athletes. Let's go on International Women's Day. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, first off on International Women's Day, let's give a shout out to uh, the most important ladies in our lives, our wives, who are not only incredible women and wives, but they are out there dealing with these kids in the educational system every day. Your wife, trying to educate them. My wife, just trying to get them home safe. Yep. God love both of them for dealing with it. Oh, yeah. Because I know you hear stories. I hear stories, too, and I think <laughs> I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. These kids be wildin'. It's unreal, some of the stuff that's going on right now. And uh, it makes me just sound more and more like an old man when I think, we would have never shed that to our elders. <laughs> but that's just the way it is. Uh, so shout out to our wives. Shout out to my daughter. Shout out to all the great women out there on International Women's Day. To our moms. Yep. Great women. Love as, you, mom. As well. Uh, love all the ladies out there. So, Zay, do you have your Mount Rushmore of your favorite 
female athletes? I do. All right, here we go. Start off. West Texas finest, Cheryl Swoops. Mm, okay. Oh, yeah. How cold was she from leading Texas Tech to a national championship mm. to my most memorable moments of her playing with the Houston Comets and, you know, with Cynthia Cooper? That was four titles to four start titles. out? titles, yeah. yeah. Like, I love those teams and Cheryl Swoops. She had her own shoes, Chad. Did Nike. she really? Yeah. That's awesome. Like, she was incredible. Okay. And yeah, y'all are going to see the pattern here because majority of my women are basketball gonna players. Going to be basketball players. All right. Next, Candace Parker. All right. Love me some Candace Parker on and off the court. Mm-hmm. What she does for Turner Sports and TNT, how she holds her own, her knowledge. Mm-hmm. I love that she comes around and does college basketball, March Madness comes about like she's with that crew too because yeah. she was so good playing for Pat Summon and them during her Tennessee days. Love me some Candace Parker. Okay. Uh next, Simone Biles. Oh, okay. H Town native. Like what she does, wow. Big talent. Small package. Small package. Her bounce is ridiculous. How athletic she <sighs> is. Yep. Is so impressive, and she's one of the goats. You know, you're probably a goat if they rename like multiple things after you. Yeah, she's got. I don't. I don't know what the number is today. I'm not a gymnastics freak, but I literally think there are like six to eight moves today that are named after her. Ridiculous. That's how good she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's making up stuff. It yeah. seems like it seems like she seems like she freestyles. Like I'm just gonna try this. Yeah. Even though you know she practices and stuff, you know, I'm just gonna try this because I know I'm athletic enough to get in the air. Kind of like Jordan used to do back in the day where Jordan right. was just in the air and had the hang time. I was like, you know, I'm just going to twerk my body like this <laughs> and finish with the left. And that's what I get with Simone Biles. That's w- the energy I get with her. I wonder if she hands the judges a list of new things she's about to do. By the way, when this freaks you out, here's what it's called. This is what <laughs> yeah, this new one's called. You've never seen it before. Right. Yeah, yeah. This is really this is what enjoyed it. Is. Yeah. And then fourth and definitely not last, Serena Williams. Okay. From Compton to Wimbledon. Like, come on. What she's done with the Reddit guy. Like, she just wins at every aspect of life and looks great too while doing it. So, that's my four right there. There you go. All right. Well, we're going to actually end up sharing half of our list. All right. We're going to share two of the four. Uh, I got Candace Parker, and then you'll have to excuse me because I'm going to throw two tennis players on there because you know I do love my tennis. I'm going to go Candace Parker, Martina, Serena, and Ronda Rousey. Yo. That's what I'll put on my mouth. I like the Ronda Rousey. Because Ronda has a great distinction for me. Dana White once joked about a women's division in UFC and said, yeah, right, yeah, whatever. Ronda Rousey is who is the, the single person that convinced him he was probably wrong, and now there are 115, 125, 135. There are four women's divisions because of her. Damn. She started all that. She made him believe it was possible. So I'm going to go with Ronda Rousey because during her run, she was such a badass. When she would get, as long as if you let her get a hold of you, she would get you in that arm bar and then you had a choice. Do you want a broken arm and be tough or do you want to quit? One of the two. Those are your choices. Yeah. I'm going to, I will break your arm or you can tap. And most of the time, thankfully, they were smart and tapped. Who was the first one to beat her? Uh, The first one would be Holly Holm. That's right, who damn, near, who damn near kicked her head off, and then um, Amanda Nunez sent her home. Yeah, Nunez. Nunez took her out, out. Nunez is the one that sent her to WWE. After Nunez did what she did, Ronda realized, I don't think I have the drive to do this exact thing anymore. 
Let me go do something else. Yeah, Nunez was on a whole nother level when she came in the game. Yeah, yeah, the lioness was something. That'd be one to mention. Great female athlete as well. If you have some of your favorites, let us know. Uh, by the way, somebody says of the tattoo question, I've got Austin tattooed on my stomach. Hurt like hell on my ribs. Yeah, right. Yeah. Anytime the, the, the bone is involved. Uh, I have a tattoo on my finger close to my knuckle. Didn't hurt too bad. All right. Yeah, everybody's pain tolerance is different. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, this says Jennifer Capriotti was a baddie back in the day. Oh yeah, during her run, she was she yeah. was a baddie. Somebody said Flojo. That's a good one. I thought Even of Flo- my time. But. I thought of Flojo. Flojo or Jackie Joyner Kersey. Those were the two that I loved in track and field. And Flojo had just the look and Yo. the hair and the nails and and then the oh. one leg sleeve. Yes, there was oh. something about that. There was something Dude. about that too. That was just like, Yo. Flojo was a badass. <laughs> Somebody says Paige Van Zant. God love you, Grant, for throwing out Paige Van Zant. <laughs> God love you, man. I saw her debut here in UFC. I loved her as a fighter. Eventually that part, she would didn't end up being a dominant fighter in the end, uh, and now she's gone on to some OnlyFans fame. Yo, Paige? If I'm not mistaken. Okay. But, uh, yeah, the, Paige Van Zandt was, uh, she was a fun fighter to watch for a little while. It says, tattoos hurt in different places for different people. It is weird. Okay. And I have the University of Texas logo on my forearm. That's dope. Did it hurt? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and then someone throws in on International Women's Day <laughs> that their favorite, here we go, their favorite female athlete is Caitlyn Jenner. See that? Yeah. That's not, I don't think that's technically, <laughs> see, we can't go there technically because Caitlyn Jenner. I ain't trying to get canceled. No, no, no. I won't get canceled. I don't think I'll get canceled for this comment. Kate, Caitlyn Jenner doesn't qualify because Caitlyn Jenner Hasn't competed in anything I know about. Yeah, Kaylin Jenner ain't no athlete. On a big time level? Yeah, Kaylin ain't no athlete. Because it would be Bruce accurate. was an athlete. Like it would be accurate to talk about, and I'm I'm perfectly respectful because now yeah. nowadays if you're gonna talk about Caitlin, you talk about Caitlin, and then in nineteen seventy six, Caitlin would want us to say that Caitlin won the decathlon. But if you're talking about the greatest like Olympic performances ever, and you go back to '76, I think you're allowed to say that would be Bruce Jenner at that moment. Yeah, Caitlin wasn't on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Yeah, right. No, that's you can't do that. But I see what you. Uh, somebody says 1,000 percent Steffi Graf. Ooh, Steffi is wow. one of my faves. I do love me some Steffi. That's 22 Grand Slam titles. Not bad. Not bad. Anna Kornikova. Well, there come you go. on, y'all. I mean. <laughs> I said, hey, we said favorite. We didn't say That's true. accomplished. That's true. We didn't say best. I always remind everybody, she never won a singles tournament at all. Not Grand Slam. She looked good, dude. At all. But my God. Yeah, no, she was fantastic. She rocked that tennis skirt to she. She and Monica, uh, not Monica Sellis, she and Martina Hingis did win a couple of doubles, uh, Grand Slam titles, Yo, if I'm not mistaken. If y'all want to be like that, then I might as well throw Candace Parker out of there and throw Tanya Harding in there. Oh, come if on. If we want to keep it real, now, we want to keep it real. Well, Tanya had some accomplishments, too. Yeah. Tanya was like a world champion and during that time. And can't take no ish. Yeah, whatever you do, do not take Candace Parker off your list. <laughs> you got to leave Candace Parker on that list, because I am with you uh, I outside of... Players in the region, there are two women's basketball players that I'm so excited to to say I saw them live and in their college prime. She's one and Tarasi's the other. But Candace has always been my favorite. She's the first women's basketball player that I saw that just like, it was 
unbelievable to watch. Yeah, because nobody that tall in the women's game has ever been that skilled. Oof, yeah. I mean, yeah, Cheryl Miller, but nobody got to see Cheryl Miller due to her injuries, and WNBA wasn't around. Yeah. You know, I think Candace Parker is the closest thing to Cheryl Miller that we've ever seen. It was impressive, man. First thing, the first thing I thought of when I saw her, I'm like, my God, she kind of reminded me of like in his prime Scottie Pippen. Wow. That's kind of what it felt like to me. Yeah. And maybe it's because she was using the glass a whole lot. Mm. She was just like effortless stuff. Just yeah. pouring buckets. Scotty had that flat ass shot to where it was a perfect angle for bank shots. Yeah. And she had that something. Mean, yeah, it was just fun to watch her. It was fun to watch her play. And like you said, fun to watch her break it down. Now she sits there with the guys, with the fellas, and they respect the hell out of her knowledge. You can feel it. Yeah. Whether it's the NCAA version or when she's doing it with the NBA guys. All right, International Women's Day today. If you want to let us know a couple of your favorite female athletes before we get Ooh, out of here. Mia Ham. Mia Ham's a good Ooh, one. Yeah, that, the 99ers. As I say, that whole women's national team, you could throw uh, Ham and Chastain and Fowdy and the whole crew in there. They were fun to watch. I remember watching that. I can still remember watching it. My wife. Not my wife at the time, because we would have just been dating a little, uh, about a half a year at that point. I can still see, we were laying on the futon together, and I remember when Chastain hit the, the she was a, she had like kind of dozed off a little bit. We wake up, wake her up at time, and I just threw my fist, you know, threw the yeah. hands of it. I damn near knocked her off the futon, <laughs> off the futon when uh, Chastain hit that uh, goal. I remember that very clearly. Yeah, the 99ers are cool too. Big shout out to them. Alright, stems and seeds before we get out of here. Got a couple of notes for you including the latest in the NFL coming off the franchise tag day. If you haven't heard about that Daniel Jones money, it is worth repeating because it's silly. Next on the Horn. Chad and Zay. All right, just about to finish it up on a Wednesday. Multiple voices there. I thought one of them was Jay Z. Oh, wow. Is that not right? Okay, I thought. I don't know what's worse. You calling the purple tape the purple gazette? Are thinking this artist is Jay Z. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, I gave you two today. Then who is it? Ricky Williams, old agent. Ah, Master P. Master P, baby. This is definitely an artist I have never heard in any length. I have not heard a lot of Master P stuff. That's a shame. How good is Master P? Um, as a rapper, yeah, I. Okay. But just as a hip hop legend, huge. Okay. Yeah. The reputation is massive. reputation is huge. Yeah. Okay. Man. So Master P, Biggie, Barry White, Aha, CNC Music Factory, and Swing Out Sister have all been a part of the show today. And yes, the Underground Kings were a part <laughs> of the show with a beat at the beginning of the hour. Some people call them U G K. I was able to. Uh, unwind that incredible mystery earlier in the show yeah it took you a while oh my god i have been nine levels of cool today on the show if you've just tuned in you've really missed some high level uh coolness on my part not really all right uh before we get out of here let's get you some stems and seeds including this chris beard update if you haven't heard it no stress no seeds no stems no sticks 
Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Looks like it might be Oxford for Chris Beard. He is the favorite. He's emerged as a leading candidate, the leading candidate for that Ole Miss job. And interestingly enough, we talked with Chip Brown of Horns247.com earlier in the hour, and Chip said he is hearing that Chris Beard might have separated himself from that relationship. Smart. If he walks into a meeting with Ole Miss as a single man, that's a different discussion altogether. Yeah, you can't walk into Ole Miss with old girl. <laughs> that can't happen, Chad. That can't happen. If he wants another job, nah, man. Just It, it got toxic. You can't do it. And interesting, too, Chip mentioned that maybe he had heard that uh, a few years ago at Texas Tech, he might have been told by some of the higher-ups there, you may want to look at this relationship, man. That's a wild thing. That is – I can't believe Chip said that. Like, yeah, that's if crazy. If they let Coach Beer know early, yo, bruh, this might not be it. We're just looking out for your career. Right. we see the red flags. We're trying to help you. Yeah, we're on the outside looking in. We don't uh, know what's going on at the crib. Right. It's on the outside but looking I, in. Yeah, and maybe there – who knows? Maybe there was stuff, you know, that word was getting around L- Lubbock for different reasons, and they were just trying to help out. So, Or just trying to be concerned as uh, – as to the uh, the employer, but his new employer might end up being Ole Miss. Keep your eyes peeled for that one. Um, we also talked some NFL, of course, today. Daniel Jones gets eighty two million in guaranteed money. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has met with the Jets. Jets flew all kinds of folks say out west to California to see Aaron Rodgers. That's a five something hour flight. Yeah, to talk to a guy that. They're seriously interested in. Remember, Nathaniel Hackett is going to be the OC. They've been together before. That relationship might matter to Aaron Rodgers. And uh, as a uh, as an NFC guy, I really want him out of Green Bay. So New York Jets, uh, folks, I hope the conversations went well. I saw a list at the potential starting quarterbacks in the NFC. Uh-huh. Wow. Jalen Hurts, Matt Stafford after that. It gets a little dark. Hey, hey, you didn't say Dak Prescott. How Again, dare you? It gets a little dark. How, the how guy that you? led the league in interceptions, that missed five games. How dare you? My fault. My bad for forgetting him. You mean the Walter Payton Man of the Year? Is that what you mean? <laughs> is that what you meant to say? Yes, he's a classy guy. That is what you meant to say. Uh, yeah, that NFC will change. And we know Brady's gone. That's right. Brady's already out. You could lose Brady and Rodgers from the NFC in one offseason. That's uh, That could be big. So keep your eyes on that. Also, if you're a Cowboys fan and you're still following this Michael Irvin story, update today from Dallas. Two men who were in the Phoenix Hotel lobby around the Super Bowl say Michael Irvin, uh, that they didn't see him do anything wrong uh, with his brief interaction with this woman, and they didn't see uh, said nothing at all wrong. There was nothing untoward out of the interaction. Now, Michael Irvin did maybe go a little bit over the top today trying to com- you know, to compare what he's going through, but uh, I do hope that this ends up going Michael's way. He's suing Marriott for like $100 million and uh, <clears throat> suing this woman as well. Excuse me. Damn, Mike, you might as well try to own a hotel <clears throat> yourself. Yeah, I was a little surprised to see it being that much, but I don't, you know, this is about, to me, maybe it's about his reputation lost. I, I guess he's, has he totally lost the NFL Network and ESPN gig? For, I don't see him. For now? I don't see him on there much, his, if any. His attorneys are saying, we got to get Mike back to work, and they're going to try to do that. Um, so far, there's no, I have not 
I don't believe anyone has evidence that there was something really bad that happened there. So hopefully, um, if it needs to, hopefully that'll work out for Michael yeah, Irvin. I was about to say, sure, needs to work. He was in the NFL, but we know how fast he lived. That money might be gone. Well, yeah, it's true. But it's also about just kind of the reputation. If he wants to be on TV and if he's been there, um, you know, you don't want it to get taken away if it doesn't need to be. So keep your eyes uh, on that story as well. Crazy story from around the Super Bowl still going on. Ball Don't Lie coming up with Rod and Hard. 6.30 is Texas baseball tonight. Have a good Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow for a Thursday show.